Hello everyone and welcome to Disaster Peace Publishing House. I'm Dev Solovey. I'm Cy Metz. And this is a show about the good, bad, but mostly bad of weird internet literature. Dramatic Dramatic readings included. And folks, uh, we got uh, some guests here in the, I'm going to just start calling this area the pavilion. Yeah. (laughs) Put that in the minds, your mind's eye viewers. We are recording on a beautiful pavilion. Uh, And we're doing kind of an impromptu episode. (laughs) We didn't really plan this one. Yeah. um, (laughs) Yeah. Much, much like the Never King, we just kind of stumbled onto greatness with this one. Yeah. But, uh, so let me, one of the things that I'll do sometimes, because I don't actually read a lot of fanfiction, one of the things I'll do is I'll think of something, I'll be like, I wonder if there's fanfiction for that, and inevitably there always is. So I started having this conversation with Sai and Erica and Sarah, and uh, we're- Which we're I was trying to properly <laughs> set up. By the way, we have guests, if you'd like to introduce yeah. yourselves. <laughs> Just, but I, I know the the energy is running high, but let's let's get to the housekeeping bits first. Yeah. Hi. <laughs> <laughs> All right. It's so cute. <laughs> so um, we were, we were talking about this. We were looking up like, oh, I wonder if there's fan fiction for Saw. And then I started scrolling, and I was like, oh, there's a couple others. And uh, I ran into. It turns out there is, in fact, fan fiction for Paul Blart Mall Cop. <laughs> And boy, howdy, is there ever fan fiction for Paul Blart Mall Cop. There is some uh, truly wonderful... (laughs) Let's just read the list of some of the... Before we get to the one we're going to cover today. Yeah, so let me me talk about... Let's just scroll through some of this Blartgasmic literature. (laughs) Yeah. So there's about 26 works... uh, Or no, excuse me, 38 works in Paul Blart Mall Cop, the the tag on AO3. And you get some... (laughs) You get some titles such as Paul Blart Mall Cop Crab Fucker Handsome Man. <laughs> from from here to Blaternity, Blart's Symphony. There's a couple of uh, crossovers between Paul Blart and Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. There's one that's uh, Paul Blart and Death Stranding, which in my opinion is actually pretty clever. Maybe that's just me. But I ran, <laughs> I ran into this one, and this is the reason we're here. <laughs> Oh, yes. Now, folks at home, I just want to start by saying that when Dev started to read the description of this this fic, I told him to shut up and start recording immediately. Yep. And then his response was, what if it's not funny? Now, Dev, with that proper contextualization, can you please read the title and description of this fic that we are going to go into blind today? It's called Sad Blart Fall Cop. <laughs> Sad Blart Fall Cop. <laughs> I already have tears in my eyes just laughing about this. By so, Sad Blart 2015. Yeah, the, the username is Sad Blart 2015. It was published on the 30th of November in 2021. So they've been sad about Blart for like six years by now. <laughs> yep. So I'll, I'll go ahead and jump into the description. An existential Paul Blart fan sequel. Months, a- months after Paul Blart's intense situation in Vegas, he's returned to the West Orange Pavilion Mall in bad shape as he's put on extra weight and his hypoglycemia has gotten worse. In this fan sequel, Officer Blart is slowly becoming more and more depressed as loneliness and isolation take over. Damaging the very nature of his soul as he's haunted by his traumatizing flashbacks, ignored ignored by unloving shoppers, and just like his uncle grows a beard, 
These are his stories. <coughs> These are his experiences. Now, what I think is so fucking funny about <laughs> I'm this... I'm not even done, but go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> what's so funny about this is, like, to me, this is a creative exercise because there's been a, a pretty popular sort of uh, takeaway from Paul Blart these days, like, as a retrospective being, I was like, one sentence away from the finish of this, and you're gonna want to hear this okay, one. Okay, so. I'm so sorry. <laughs> These are his stories. These are his experiences. Paul Blart's tragic downfall. Sad Blart. Fall cop. The shadow man cometh. <laughs> <laughs> All right, you're good. Continue on that thread. <laughs> I was just gonna say. <laughs> the shadow man cometh. <laughs> Is that... There's a pretty popular way that uh, that people are coming away from Paul Blart. They're just going like, these movies are just like actually depressing and not funny at all. It's just like the world being mean to a fat guy doing his best. Yeah. So because of that, those movies just really aren't funny. No. But like to take the inverse and just make it an on purpose horrible tragedy... Makes it the funniest shit ever. Becoming self-aware of that yeah. and just leaning into it. It's Kevin actually James, funny now. Kevin James's humor has never really been great, but it seems like he plays a lot on, like, looking like, you know, stereotype of the fat, bumbling idiot or whatever. He makes a lot of, like, fat-phobic jokes, and it's just not funny in, like, the modern times, really, and I think that's why it never lands. He, he never was a great stand-up, either. No, like, he's just generally not funny, actually. <laughs> it, it's just, like, he he worked on... I, I, I'm gonna be a Kevin James defender here a uh -huh. little bit, because a personality type like him works in a very particular type of ensemble cast. Mm. Like, he's a good voice actor when he's playing a character. He's really good in the Hotel Transylvania movies. Uh, and he's okay on the King of Queens, because, like, a lot of his energy as a main character is just to be the butt of the joke to funnier, more talented actors. Fair enough, yeah. So, giving him the spotlight... That must, that must be why Adam Sandler keeps him around. <laughs> yeah, but the same... The problem is that Adam Sandler's the same guy. <laughs> yeah. Mm -hmm. uh, Kevin James really feels like just the guy that Adam Sandler kept around so he could, like, have a fat guy to make fun of, and Kevin James yeah. is just, like, there for the checks. Yeah, pretty much. I was, I'm, I'm looking at this fanfic now. I believe there is... How many cha Holy shit, there's 16 chapters to this. We can just read the prologue. Yeah. Because, <laughs> wow, somebody put, like, time and effort into this. Damn. This is like the whale. <laughs> yeah. Whale cop edition. Whale cop. Whale cop. <laughs> and it's, oh, it's in, in first person, too, so we're really going to get, like, the real angst here. Uh, you want me to jump in? Yeah, let's go. <laughs> Alright, the summary says, Months after Paul's intense situation in Vegas, he's gone back home to Jersey with feelings of regret and isolation. His daughter is at UCLA, and after returning to his job, Paul has gotten fatter, sadder, and lonelier as his downfall begins. Welcome to the show. So, chapter one, prologue. Life's segues. <laughs> <laughs> A little while ago, I thought I'd finally triumphed. I'd avoided my peak. It seemed like I'd succeeded not only as a man, but also as an officer of the law. It felt like a badge of honor, and I thought it mattered. But not always. Before that moment, I thought my achievements were nothing special, but Vegas was hard. Like many things in life. Unfortunately, going home was even harder. I ended my obsession with the hottest lady in the Wynn Hotel. Divina? 
Divina? I let her get the memo. Divinky. <laughs> I let her get the memo. Paul Blart just isn't right. Eduardo is her man. As for me, Officer Blart, I've let things go, myself included. Regretfully, I've put on some extra weight, gotten a bit, well, fatter. The pain every day stays the same, especially without company. The home's a bit lonely without a family, but like I thought in L.A., some of us are meant to ride alone. That loneliness is unwanted, just like my dreaded condition, my worst enemy. My my hypoglycemia has gotten worse and worse as I continue to suffer both mentally and physically. The devoted, the artists and the workers, the fat and the pudgy, they fall to their suffering, and I fall due to lack of sugar. I also fall if something hits me. A car, a horse's leg. I'm a clumsy man, only getting clumsier. I hold on to things and try not to let go. <laughs> oh my gosh, this Jesus. is amazing! <laughs> yeah. Holy hell. Yeah. We got fucking death of a sales blurred up in here. <laughs> you know, at one point in our lives... We all have to let something go, and for me, that something was my 19-year-old sweetheart, Maya. The last person in my life that meant the most to me. I can, I can come in with some much-needed context here. Yeah. Alright, so, the reason why this is so fucking funny is, like, between filming of Paul Blart and Paul Blart 2, like, so many years had passed. Mm-hmm. So, like, the one, the girl who played his daughter... Uh, like, is really not a part of the movie, and, like, the love interest from the first movie gets written out just by saying, like, oh, I dumped his ass because he's a fucking, he's fucking Paul Blart, what a loser, right? Mm. So, like, the entire arc from the first movie of his daughter learning to respect him (laughs) and finally finding love after, like, a green card marriage falling through, it just seems fucking cruel. Like, they take everything from this man who already had nothing. Yeah, yeah. You know? Yeah, there's also, like, just having... uh, I think it's funny that they address his hypoglycemia in this way, because if I recall the description of that film that I uh, received from Till Death Do Us Blart podcast with McElroy's worst idea of all time, guys, but they describe a scene where, like, He's passed out, but then, like, they they wake him up by dripping a bit of ice cream on his tongue or something like yep. that. Yeah, so it's... I hope they milk that one yeah. <laughs> in this fic. I hope they, they have him, like, tragically holding, holding his chest, uh, like, alone in a movie theater uh, during an action scene. He's desperately reaching out for a Snickers bar just out of reach. And nobody's paying attention because the, the movie is too loud and he just falls forward. No one cares. Cause I it's... read ahead. <laughs> I read ahead. I'm going to jump back into this. Okay, yeah. Sorry, I got kind of lost in my own world there. It's just a lot of... It's a rich potential, yeah. I guess is all I'm saying. Well, that's probably why someone wrote 16 chapters of fanfiction. I'm so, I'm so happy. <laughs> <laughs> the last person in my life that meant the most to me. Mom's love always haunts me, even after her death. And oh. Dad, he's long gone. But my journey ain't over yet. It's changing like the destination of a Segway. <laughs> the path you take evolves. The people you meet, the food you eat, it can make you fat and unattractive, yes, but there's more to life than being big. There's your job, your choice, your devotion. Now, I've always been devoted to the law, protecting what I can for as long as possible. That lifetime of police training, hard work, and dedication to change us, 
it can transform a man like me into a broken mall cop. Back in Jersey, guarding the West Orange Pavilion Mall, where I started. How are you feeling about this angst so far? <laughs> I I feel I feel like he's about to tell me not to come to the mall tomorrow. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> Patrolling the malls endlessly, stopping criminals and trying to help the community. Is it to be kind? Or is it to get stuck in that same old routine? Complete immersion in the job that fills the cracks and holes in your heart, just like peanut butter. <laughs> Sorry. I know. Get it? Because he's fucking fat. <laughs> I know you might like. I know you might like some, but it doesn't taste the same without mom around to watch me spread it. Her spirit guided me, and without it, I thought I was lost. Despite that, though, the mall and the pride I take in keeping it secure may guide me. I try to fly on my own, even in danger, but the pain hurts. <laughs> this is going to some real places. See, I told you, I told you, I could read it ahead of time. I told you. But you didn't listen. You wanted to record. And so there I am. No, we're pulling the trigger. You did this. I told you. I warned you about this and you didn't listen. You're already past the point of no return. So. Oh, man. This is... Anyway. Where was oh. I? <laughs> Sometimes I wish I'd made Maya stay in Jersey, but I knew it was her choice. I had to let the bird leave the nest. Let my precious daughter slide on out of here. I knew it was time, and at that moment I never felt any better, even after a horse kicked me. I tried to make a move on this police chick, and she gave me her number. Tried calling her later, but she didn't pick up. It seems no one will. Feels like I have to pick myself up. Have I fallen that far? <laughs> Has my weight collapsed in on itself that much? I'm not too sure, I, but I know my confidence has. Maybe I'm meant to ride alone. Maybe I'm trying too hard. Am I? I really don't know. One thing I do know is that in the world of online dating, I suck. <laughs> the whole thing is a dismal affair. I just can't find a match. I don't think I will. Maybe I'm too down in the dumps. Who knows? But at the end of this journey, journey, I'll at least remember the good times, the good memories, and also the good tunes. So he is angsting. He's been angsting for several paragraphs because he can't match with anybody on Tinder. Yep. Paul Blart in Cell Cop. <laughs> <laughs> he literally gets no bitches. Yeah, literally. Stacks. Some paper. Some paper. Don't get me started on 70s rock. <laughs> what? What? Okay. A weird transition. Frankenstein. A weird, uh, a weird segue, if you will. <laughs> yes. Frankenstein by the Edgar Winter Group. Now that's a Paul Blart pick right there. The seal of approval. Despite that, though, the song isn't just the same anymore. Nothing ever will be, and I think that's okay. <laughs> I am a mall cop, and that's all that will matter. Protect, protect, observe, and report the mall cop's code. It's essential, sure, but as I write this, I'm sobbing uncontrollably, knowing that the code will inevitably vanish in a slow, heartbreaking decline that will consume the very nature of my being. <laughs> I consume sugar daily, but the sorrow bites at me with every passing minute. <laughs> 
shoppers buy stuff up while I suffer eternally. Can I at least get a hug, a compliment? No! All I have is myself and my segue. But that's okay, I know it is. Deep down. The shoppers don't, they just consume. I mean, come on! Consumer consumption is crazy these days! <laughs> you think he said consume enough? <laughs> the customers move like a flock of turkeys. However, the rise in online shopping has reduced the appeal of malls. There's still diverse, unique spaces that are deserving of security. As you may know, times are changing. The world is always different, but I'm the same old mall cop deep down. The same one who'd sometimes see the older folk in their mobility scooters, the kids running. It's all a fading memory. A long-gone moment that's tired and weary like yours truly. <laughs> the malls have a purpose, but are dying off. I hope to be their watchful aid, a guardian angel. I can see it now, Paul Blart, savior of the mall. <laughs> so now he's freaking slab rankle. <laughs> <laughs> Even so, I'm not seeing it. What you're reading is all in my mind. I'm only dreaming, as I know this might not pan out as expected. An officer like me can dream, but that dream isn't ready yet. It isn't even real, just a mall cop's delusion. It's my psyche crumbling apart. It's a bitter pill to swallow. The profits of a mall rise with my sadness. My quest for sugar. <laughs> what? what is fucking going on? I have no idea. The little man falls as he protects the malls. He does a job that's harder than it looks. The little man is only little on the inside. That man on the outside is fat. <laughs> That man is me. I can imagine Kevin Kevin James <coughs> saying that. Yeah, my like heart. in his own voice. You know that that sounds very in character. Yeah, yeah, that does actually. All of it kind of does, honestly. <laughs> Kudos to this person for understanding uh, Paul Blart as a character, <laughs> for my... capturing the ennui of this rich character. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, pretty much. My heart is a mess. A place that beats to the drums and rhythms of old-time rock and roll. My heart is a place that's hard to fill. It's hard to control, and messy hearts are as messy as security jobs. They're both intense. <laughs> they never stop until the last minute. I said this at a keynote speech, but I'll say it again. A mall cop needs spidey senses. Just like the hearth. Because if the heart can't fend off the horror that's clogging the arteries, it dies. But my heart's dying for a different reason. It's dying because there's nobody home. Nobody was there for me in my pathetic, overhyped life. No Maya, no mother. Just me and my job as a security guard for the West Orange Pavilion Mall. Maybe I should enjoy this life. Maybe I should get immersed in the job. I could, but there's no real point to any of it. It's a journey I'll take because there's nowhere else to go. Nowhere else to be other than down at the mall. The place where children would laugh as they fall in the ball pit. As criminals hide in secret and as decorated officers roam years later. It's a series of Paul Blart pastimes slowly rolling by like the wheels on a Segway as the ride never ends. Holy fucking <laughs> shit, that is raw as hell. Damn. <laughs> I just like it's this wild is to me. amazing. <laughs> like this is this is written. I can tell as as a journal of uh, uh, of Paul Blart's own creation. Like that's the the perspective it's coming from. And like there's some stuff in here that is pretty raw, but it also just reads like what like mall like, cop in the rye. 
Yeah, or like a manifesto of a serial killer. <laughs> yeah, I think that's where they're going, because it is about the shadow man cometh. It reads like... You don't become the shadow man without dipping into some Reddit ideology. Yeah, it reads like one of Onision's books. Oh, yes! Yeah, kind of it it does like. sound exactly like Stones to Abigail, but it's, it's self-aware, right? You can yeah. tell that this is, like, parodious of... Yeah. Of a type of sort of angst that is mischaracterized as being thoughtful. Yeah. My my other problem with this kind of prose is that, yes, there was a lot there, but it was kind of repeating the same things over and over again in different words. Well, I'm going to defend it and say that I think that's the point, because he uses the segue as a as a metaphor for the, the way that things never change and keep repeating. Yeah. I feel like that repetition is on purpose for comedic purpose. Yeah, that's fair, but if we're if we were to look at this as serious prose, nothing happens in the first chapter. <laughs> it's just him moping. I have the same problem with nineteen eighty four. It's like there's nothing nothing. Well, happens. but you gotta think about what it is. It's a reframing and recontextualizing of Paul Blart. Oh, and it's excellent at that. Yes, yeah. exactly. It's, it's, just, it it's just taking all of the observable elements. It's like removing the laugh track from Big Bang Theory and realizing it's just about a bunch of people bullying a neurodivergent kid. I mean, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's, Pretty much, yeah. Yeah. Well, that's... I feel good about taking a break right there and maybe uh, yeah, we've been moving on to, a, to, a, to our, our second plan. So, okay. uh, thank you for joining us for this uh, portion. And much like... Paul Blart's Endless Sadness. We're going to segue into something different. <laughs> we'll be right back after the break. All right, everybody, we're back, and we have another... <laughs> Lighthearted fun one, which I'm gonna go ahead and get side raid because uh, this one's a banger. I call this one Sly Cooper's pencil dick, but technically the title is Sly gets a pencil. <laughs> <laughs> well, I guess I appreciate you for not burying the lead. Uh, published March third, twenty fifteen, four hundred and sixty one views. So they're doing better than us. <laughs> Sly gets a pencil. Oh, oh, that's that's how it's it's written. Okay. <laughs> Author's note. In this story, Sly finds a pencil, not a penis. Sly was walking down the street, beijing all devious in shite. Do, 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 do. I am Sly. I am Sly, the devious sort, Sly said. He saw something on the ground. It's a pencil. Wow. A pencil, Sly said. He picked it up. It was yellow. Like a school bus. Only cool people liked school buses, like pencils, because they bulge are yellow. <laughs> it's true. They're both made out of the same shit, too. That yellow shit. <laughs> school bus be bumping, yo! I hear even Obama likes school buses. <laughs> wait, wait, I'm sorry. <laughs> what is happening? Sly picked the pencil up. See, it's funny. It's he already it's, said he picked the pencil up. Uh, he picked it up again. Uh, uh, 
Sly picked the pencil up. <laughs> he brought it back to the hideout to show Bentley and Murray. Hey, it's Dev with some quick retroactive content warnings. Ableist and homophobic slurs. This is from DeviantArt, after all. I didn't bleep him out this time because Erica's reaction was very funny. Uh, so, just fair warning. Wow, Sly. Coolio Pensilo, Bentley said. <laughs> wow. Can I touch it, Murray said. No, fuck you, fat <laughs> retard-ass meat-pussy <laughs> Whoa! Whoa! Oh, yeah, I'll put a content warning in later. Sorry, I forgot about that. <laughs> <laughs> well, now you can't cut it out because Erica's reaction was incredible. <laughs> Wait, what did it say? You fuck me. No, no, no. Don't repeat it. Don't repeat it. <laughs> the little bit of leeway that we get for being able to read these is the the cover of we are blind reading for authenticity's sake. We are not revisiting what's we're not revi- revisiting. <laughs> he stuck his tongue out and gave Murray the middle finger. Ha ha ha. Fuck a dick, Murray, Bentley said. Yeah, yay, Sly said. Fuck you guys with a my fist, Murray said. He put his fist and shook it around. So what is my fist? Fuck you guys. Stop jacking the antler off, Murray, you fag, Sly said. <laughs> yeah, yay, hell yeah, Benton Lee said. Garoo, Murray said as he screamed. Hey, Bentley, Sly said. Yes, my good friend, Sly Cooper, Bentley said. Look, pencil dick, Sly said. He put the pencil like it was his dick, haha. It was funny, you had to be there. It was like... (laughs) It was like he was waggling his penis, but it wasn't... But it wasn't really. His furry gray penis is twice a pencil. (laughs) But like a teeny wanger. (laughs) Ha 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 ha. Bentke said. He was laughing. Stop making fun of me, Murui said. He was really mad, so he stated, started to laugh also. Sly put the pencil in front of Murray's dick. Hey, Bentley. Pencil dick, <laughs> Sly said. <laughs> Bentley laughed a lot. So much, he peed the whole ground floor. <laughs> Sly grabbed Murray's dick, but not in a gay way. It's, a, it's in a funny way. Just keep reading, you'll see. <laughs> hey, Bentley. Pencil dick, Sly said. <laughs> he shoved the pencil up Murray's penis, which was out. Oh my god! He was also hard, so it really hurt him to get that pencil on Jack. Dorf! Murray said. He tried to get the pencil out his dick, and he tried to rip it out, but ripped his dick and died. The, <laughs> the end. The end. <laughs> <laughs> I like that uh, Murray's dick is apparently hard this entire time, but it's also not the way. Yeah. Hey, yeah. pencil dick. <laughs> hey, pea brain, you teleport? Yeah. Oh my god! Well, there you go. That's Sly Cooper's pencil dick for you. Well, um, that was pretty incredible. <laughs> yeah, let's share some thoughts with the class. How how are y'all feeling about that? One? <coughs> that was pretty good. I think that inc- 
That introduced something new into the <laughs> I, house lexicon. I think all the misspellings uh, really add oh something special. Yeah. Uh, Laofing <laughs> is definitely one of my favorites. <laughs> the best... Wow, a pencil, Sly said. He picked it up. It was yellow, like a school bus. Only cool people like school buses like the pencils because they are boj yellow. It's true. They're both made out of the same shit, too. That yellow shit... School bus be bumping, yo. I hear even Obama likes school buses. Yeah. That needs to be a copy pasta. That is an insane phrase. You're right, that is copy pasta material. Oh my god. School bus be bumping, yo. I hear even Obama likes school buses. Coolio Pencilo. <laughs> How was this written in 2015? This feels like something from, like, five years earlier at least. Yeah. Or it is five years too early. This feels like one of those things that's, like, prescient of Zoomer humor. A little bit, yeah. Yeah, Yeah, I could see that. School bus be bumping. (laughs) I feel like this is one of those pieces where it speaks for itself. Like, how much discussion can you really do? It's just a work of art, you know? Yeah. Some Sly. art is just meant to be there, you know? In this story, Sly finds a pencil. Sly. <laughs> you know, in the, in, in the vein of, um, in the spirit of Oscar Wilde, I think we're going to just let this one be what it is mm-hmm. and marvel at its beauty and not really pick yep. it apart. So... <laughs> For sale, baby dick. <laughs> For sale, pencil dick. <laughs> For sale, pencil dick. Yeah, maybe I shouldn't have said baby dick. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> um, All right, all right, so we're back. Peppa Peppa Pig, Jeff the Killer. The last thing you want in a Peppa Pig episode is for Jeff the Killer to show up. But as it turns out, that just might be what you get. Yes. If you can't, if you couldn't tell already, we're the next one we're doing is the um, Peppa Pig Jeff the Killer Band episode. This one's on the Troll Pasta Wiki, very classic place to find this sort of stuff. It's where we got SpongeBob Rage and Depression, but this one it is written in script format and it is fucking glorious. <laughs> so, I read it a little bit with Dev. It's great. Okay, all right. So, uh, if you want to read the cues too, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, so I'll, I'll do like Peppa and I'll do the narrator. Yeah. Um, so Peppa Pig reading the title card. Jeff the Killer, narrator. Peppa has stolen Skids and is taking her friends out for a mad wild drive around Peppa Town. Peppa drives Skids around super fast and crashes into a lamppost. <laughs> oh Susie Sheep. Oh no! We crashed. We will have to get out. Peppa Pig. Okay, climb out, everyone. Danny Dog. Let's have a cigarette. (laughs) Edmund Elephant. Cigarettes are very bad for you. They cause lung cancer, and you could even get tar in your lungs. Narrator. Edmund knows a lot about cancer. He is a clever clog. (laughs) (laughs) George Pig. Okay, we will have to know smoking. Parentheses, George can't talk properly. <laughs> Pedro Pony, maybe we should go swim. Jeff the Killer pops up out the back of Skids. Arrgh. Arrgh. I'm trying to get like a good. <laughs> and everyone. Eek. Eek. 
Peppa. It's that guy from findminecraft.com. <laughs> <laughs> Everyone tries to escape. Jeff the killer stabs Peppa in the back with his knife. Peppa Pig. Ah! Peppa falls over and nearly dies. Sushi Sheep. Oh no! Peppa! George Pig. Raspberry Jam! Edmund Elephant. That isn't raspberry jam, George. That is blood. <laughs> Narrator. Edmund is a bit of a clever clock. <laughs> George Pig. Blood! Cries. Edmund Elephant, ignoring George's crying, blood is a liquid that Rebecca Rabbit, shut up, we must run! <laughs> Everyone runs. Everyone, help! Jeff the Killer runs up to the screen. Arrgh! The end. This episode was actually accidentally shown on Nick Jr., and there is no footage of this mysterious episode online. It got the original Peppa Pig creators in jail, and they had to hire new ones. <laughs> 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 so, there you go. That's uh, Peppa Pig, Jeff the Killer band episode. You know what? I feel like Chills Jeff the Killer's potential is kind of wasted by just having an ARG. So I'm, I'm going to make... <laughs> I'm going to make the executive decision to return to Jeff the Killer content later and mm. have the voice oh. be reprised. All right, so thoughts about Peppa Pig, Jeff the Killer? <laughs> Man, it's really fucked up that they accidentally showed that for real on, on Nick Jr. Yeah. I'm glad the original creators are in jail. Yeah, man, those poor kids, they must have been traumatized by seeing Jeff the Killer getting raspberry jam everywhere. Yeah. <laughs> man. And uh, Edmund Elephant just had to be a dick and be like, no, idiot, fuck you. <laughs> Oh, we're not living in Fairyland here, okay? We're about to get murdered. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Um, actually, like his Adam Conover ass. Um, actually. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yes. What was it at the beginning? One of them's like, "Let's smoke a cigarette," and Edmund Elephant comes in. Actually. <laughs> hey, uh, while we're mic'd, does is there any Adam Conover fan fiction on AO3? <laughs> <laughs> okay, well now we have to see. It. I don't want to know this. I kind Let's of see what TV show. I want to see what he ruins. Yeah, <laughs> Adam ruins your orgasm. Adam, yeah. Adam ruins fisting. Adam ruins your marriage. <laughs> it's actually a common misconception that the human anus is nightmarishly elastic. It does have a breaking point. Adam ruins everything. There it is. Eighteen. No! Eighteen. Oh, please have one of them be Adam ruins your uh, orgasm. Can it, it, I can't believe it's in the double Let's digits, see. dude. Just another one saying our little hell on earth. Rick and Morty ruin Adam. <laughs> <laughs> Rick Sanchez has been called upon to venture in the dimension containing one of the fiercest, most terrifying creatures in the multiverse. Adam Conover. <laughs> it's 2,000 words. Do you want to jump in? I'm, I'm not ready for... Let's see what else we have. <laughs> okay. An unexpected occurrence next minute or somewhere else. What is it? A mermaid AU. Oh, I know what this is. Adam Conover must have done a voice on some D&D podcast, oh, and that's why there are all these weird little freaks writing about yeah, it. Yeah, okay, that's fair, yeah. <laughs> yeah. That, like, alternate universe. Yeah, and tagging, like, like, the real people behind playing the characters. I love that shit. Yeah. That's amazing. You fall in love with him. Oh, is it, like, readers? Oh, no, never mind. No. Oh. <sighs> Written by a Discord server, nice. Implied Adam <laughs> Caitlin. <laughs> Implied. Okay. 
Oh, I um, love you fan fiction. You're so good. Oh, I forget. That's right. They are characters in the show. Like, I forget that yeah, they're, like, yeah. actually characters and they have, like... Yeah, you know, like, Emily Wow, that's so, that's so weird. The devil went down to Los Angeles. Interesting. Yep, I... I... <laughs> let's go. You, you want to read that one? Wait, hold on. He didn't count on... No, that one's about Rhea Conover, which is uh, Ray Butcher's fake character that plays his fake sister. I'm just gonna go ahead and plug myself. The reason this is funny to me is because the webcomic that I write is called Devil Went Down to Vegas. (laughs) But it's another one that's... What's Summer of Rage? Summer of Rage? What happens when someone with reality warping powers gets upset? You end up with his pissed off sister. These are all about Rhea Butcher. Adam Ruins Rhea's Nightmares is kind of an excellent title. She's like in two episodes in all of the fan fictions about her. Mm-hmm. What a captivating uh, screen presence. It's only she could have done that in uh, Zack Snyder's Army of the Dead. Are you sure you don't want to read the Rick and Morty one? I think we gotta... Yeah, okay. I think of all of these, this is going to be the one... Wait, hold on, scroll up, because just another one saying, Our Little Hell on Earth, South Park, Hell of a Boss, Splatoon, Original Work, Rick and Morty, Adam Ruins Everything, Lucky Star. Okay. Oh, no. Uh-huh. All right. We'll return to that, but let's do the, the Rick and Morty Ruin Adam. <laughs> okay. Can I, do, can I do the Rick and Morty voices? Oh, absolutely. Wait, no. Do I want to do the Rick and Morty voices, or do I want to do the Adam Conover voice most? Yes. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> You know what? Let's leave that as a teaser. Yeah. Okay. We'll All right. So next time, yeah. Um, I think that this is a, a fun little format. Just kind of digging in and yeah. finding some bullshit on the fly. What do we? What do we call this? Gosh, I don't know. Because I've been thinking about nublins. Nublins. How how's nublins feel to y'all? It's probably better than anything I could come up with. All right, so I guess that's a little bit a uh, little of a teaser for a future episode. Is Rick and Morty ruin Adam? <laughs> Uh, so uh, I would like to thank Aria for the use of our theme song uh, you can find her on Twitter at 2glitch this has 40 kudos and 3 bookmarks excellent also I do want to plug my Patreon uh, you can find a link to that in the description please like, subscribe, hit the bell any support helps, share it with your friends if you like the show and we will see you next time and remember don't read where you shit <laughs>